It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Where does Carson Wentz rank among NFL quarterbacks? Is Chase Young getting an appropriate amount of attention? And the latest on Washington's Super Bowl odds and Dan Snyder's appearance in front of Congress. All of that right now on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, and we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA 9 Plus app. Your CBS affiliate in Washington, D.C. has a new streaming app that is a game changer for local news and sports in the DMV. Just download the WUSA 9 Plus app now for your Roku or Amazon Fire TV stick. We thank you for making us your first listen or your first view of the day. I'm David Harrison covering your commanders for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. My co-host Chris Russell, the Rooster, one half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980 coming to you today from the Team 980 studios uh, where Chris and Pete just got done. Well, a little while ago, actually got done doing their show. But Chris had some other business to attend to, of course, the Medhurst and Russell or Russell and Medhurst show. Rather, you can find Monday through Friday live 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time or you can find it anytime along with this show on the Odyssey app. When we're not there or here, we're on Twitter at dharrison82, at russellmania621, and at LO Commanders. All right, David, thank you very much, and welcome in, everybody. Of course, we thank you for making us your first listen and your first view if you're watching on YouTube of the day. And, David, we get started with this. ESPN is doing a series of positional rankings. I'm sure most football fans have heard some scuttlebutt, if you will, about that. We're going to be getting more into the offense and the defense next week when we return to our normal schedule. But today we're going to isolate it to the quarterbacks. And they did a top 10 quarterback ranking based on, as they said, uh, votes and a top 10 vote of 50, 50 coaches GMs, scouts, personnel executives, and consultation with ESPN um, film analyst Matt Bowen. And then they did hundreds of hours of tape and interviews and all this stuff to come up with their top 10. And probably to no surprise, at least not to mine, Carson Wentz was not on that top 10. Now, did he make the honorable mention? We'll tackle that in a second. But David, would you join me in saying... Carson Wentz, not top 10 in the NFL based on this ranking. Uh, not a surprise, or are you mildly surprised by that? Uh, not a surprise, because as a lot of our listeners and viewers know, I also cover the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and when this list dropped for the quarterback group, I went into it saying, okay, I'm going to go write, in, write something for BucksGameDay.com uh, over there for Sports Illustrated on where Tom Brady ranked. Not in my mind was writing something on where Carson Wentz ranked, because, uh, again, you know, this is this is a quarterback who, like it or not, the last two locations he's been at, he has been unceremoniously shipped out right. uh, from that franchise. Deserve it or not, whether it's based on player personality or not, all of those things. That's just the facts. And the national narrative on him is what it is. The national narrative on the Washington Commanders 
is what it is until they get on the field and prove otherwise it's going to stay that way and that's what they have to kind of deal with so you know not surprised that Carson Wentz was not in the top 10 uh, but was interested to see if he did make the honorable mentions list or if he got any votes from the coaches execs and scouts that were ranking these players Right. And that's the interesting part for me. Not that he didn't make the top 10. Again, both of us agree that that is fair. Honorable mention, uh, Dak Prescott was the last quarterback ranked, uh, cumulatively ranked at number 10. Some people certainly had an issue with that. And most people argued that it should be Lamar Jackson, who was the first honorable mention. And he was joined by Kyler Murray of the Arizona Cardinals, Derek Carr of the Las Vegas Raiders, and Kirk Cousins, who was labeled as quote unquote receiving votes, as you mentioned. So, my no. question is if you add those four guys, Lamar, Kyler Murray, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins to this polling, yeah. right? That can't be any higher than 15th. The question is, is, is he lower? And would you put him lower than 15th if you were in charge of this list? I think. I feel like he's about 12 to 15 in my book. You know, I'd have to go through the entire list of NFL quarterbacks, uh, which maybe we will do it sometime, but we're not doing it today. Lamar Jackson, you know, Lamar Lamar is very interesting because, and, and I always say this about every player, and Joe Burrow is kind of the next one I think up. Um, whenever a player, especially quarterback, has a really explosive season and you really kind of just see them just burst on the scene and give defensive coordinators fits and all that stuff, these D coordinators, they go back and they study that film all offseason mm-hmm. long and they evaluate everything, whether or not he always looks left uh, pre-snap before a pass play, whether or not he always looks right before a draw play. Like they break down everything. And after Lamar Jackson's MVP season, you kind of saw him come back down to earth a little bit because D coordinators now have a full season of tape on your tendencies, your behavior, your ability, your limitations, everything. And then you go back to the Miami Dolphins game last year where the Dolphins basically just blitzed everybody every down and and said, good luck, Lamar, run away from 11 guys. And oh, by the way, you're not going to have time to set and throw. And it worked. You know what I mean? Like it really worked. And then, of course, the injury doesn't help. So, I mean, Lamar kind of came down to earth. I mean, you, you can't deny the excitement, right? Like who's the more exciting quarterback, Lamar or Carson? It's Lamar all day long. But honestly, I'm starting to question whether or not Lamar Jackson's long-term viability as a franchise-leading quarterback is not going to take a ding. This season's going to be big on that. I love Derek Carr. You know, look, truth be told, if if I could tell the Washington Panthers to trade for Derek Carr or trade for Carson Wentz, we went over this in the offseason, I would have gone with Derek Carr. I'll take Carson Wentz over Kyler Murray and Kirk Cousins every day, twice on Sundays, three times on Thursday Night Football, to be honest with you. All right, that's a strong opinion. I like that. I like that. Now, I, I, I'm with you on Lamar Jackson. I, I you know, I, I want to say I've been kind of the leader in the clubhouse on this. I've never thought he was a good passing quarterback. You mentioned the Miami game. You're absolutely right. Um, I, I don't think his mobility is ever going to truly be the same or uh, truly be the same moving forward. I don't think the Ravens feel that way uh, as well. That being said, this isn't necessarily about Lamar Jackson, but I'm with you also on Derek Carr. I would take Derek Carr as my first honorable mention right ahead of um you know ahead of kyler murray ahead of kirk cousins who again wasn't he's kind of listed as receiving votes ahead of lamar jackson now that being said here's where we are going to differ i i would not put carson wentz ahead of right now i would not certainly put him ahead of kirk cousins i would not put him 
begrudgingly ahead of Kyler Murray and or Lamar Jackson because I think both of those guys are A, maybe a little bit more durable and healthy, have had more recent success. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lamar doesn't have a great playoff record, but he was really good in the one playoff win that they had. Um, So I would probably lean towards, uh, you know, again, putting Carson Wentz no higher than 15th, whether Mm -hmm. I would put somebody at 15 and move him lower 16 to 18 range. I, I have to think more about that. I could make a convincing argument, probably. That being said, I don't think I put him ahead of Lamar. I don't put him ahead of Kyler Murray. I don't put him ahead of Kirk Cousins. I know people hate Kirk Cousins. Maybe I'm biased. Maybe it's because I like the guy. I covered the guy. I got to know the guy. I covered him from the day he was a rookie here. I know he hasn't won enough big games, David, but you don't win games alone as a quarterback. And Kirk Cousins, maybe he's a stat compiler, but man, when you give him the opportunity to throw, when you yeah. give him the opportunity to throw, Kirk Cousins usually gets the job done uh, at least or puts his team in a position. Losses are sometimes based on much, much, much more than just the quarterback. And the quarterback gets a lot of the credit and some yeah. of the blame. And maybe that's why Carson Wentz's evaluation is a little bit lower or higher, depending on how you view him. Absolutely. No. Yeah. I mean, all valid points. And I will free. I will be the first one to admit right here, right now. I am. I am. I don't like Kyler Murray. Um, so I'll I'm just, with I'll you just, on that. I, I'm that with you on that. I'm, no, I'm with you on that. I, I think he's very, very, very immature. Yeah. I don't I, have I a grudge. I don't have an ax to grind. You know what I mean? If he ever becomes a Washington you. quarterback, I'll wish him all the best and hope that he scores lots of touchdowns. But I just, I just, I don't get it, man. I don't see it. I, I'm with you. I mean, we have time to evaluate that. Maybe we got to get one of the locked on Cardinals guys, you know, yeah. Bo Brock or somebody on uh, about that. I, I think Kyler's very immature. I, I'm, I, I, I do not want anything to do with him if I'm the commanders, you know, and Carson Wentz doesn't work out and Murray becomes available after next year and all that. So I don't want anything to do with that. Um, One story we have to touch on here real quickly is the commanders made a minor roster move on Thursday. This kind of came out of nowhere, right? But the front office still working, getting some things done, getting the 90 man roster set for training camp uh, in a week and a half. They signed defensive back Dewan Neal per his agent, Sean Stilato. Uh, ESPN's John Kime, first to report on this that I saw. And he notes that Neal has come from Shepherd University to the XFL, then to the USFL, and now a shot with the Washington Commanders. And yeah. we just put together our defensive 53. And we were like, well, you know, I had Troy Apke on mine. You had Jeremy Reeves on yours. Maybe this guy, who knows, if he comes in and impresses in camp, maybe gets a practice squad spot, or maybe he pushes one of those guys off the bubble. Yeah, I mean, hey, look, he's a grinder regardless. And I mean, if 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 you're if you're the average fan out there, if you're not sitting up in the owner's box and all that stuff, you're probably a rooter or a a fan. You're going to root for uh, the the grinders, and 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 Neil is certainly one of those guys. So someone to watch in training camp, if, if for nothing else, just to see if he can continue to grind his way up. Uh, the football ladder, but we've got uh, some more takes on some other grinders. Chase Young, I mean, he earned uh, his way to the National Football League, granted uh, with much more fanfare than Neil has. You know what I mean? But he's still grind ground his way, I guess, to the to the National Football League. We'll we'll he's talk about him, and we'll hear from uh, Todd in Utah. We've uh, we promised we would play his voicemail Monday. Turns out we lied. Uh, we're not the only people associated with Burgundy and Gold that are liars, but we will get there today <laughs> on this episode, and we will do so in thanks in no small part to uh, the people who invented healthy and tasty. 
because they're bringing us your latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given you the Coconut Brownie Chunk Puffs Bar, the Puffs treatment. They've also got an orange sickle. I think that's I think the orange cream sickle puff out right now at Built.com as well. So uh, you can stop drooling and you can just listen to what we're going to talk about. They're good for you, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and they're all delicious. I had one this morning when I got up for work myself. Coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time, so make sure you go to Built.com now and don't miss out. They are going fast because they taste amazing. All Built Bards are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. Delicious coconut, rich, sweet, brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Head over to Built.com right now. Order a box of coconut brownie chunk Built Puffs right now. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off of that order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 at Built.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, Commanders fans, thanks again for making the Lockdown Commanders your first listen and your first view of the day. If you're watching on YouTube, no matter how you are consuming the product, we appreciate you. And, of course, we ask you this. Which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Well, starting July 18th, Locked On is going to give you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers, thanks to our friends at Bet Online. Available July 18th on Locked On NFL or wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. All right, let's do this. As you mentioned, David, been promising our buddy Todd in Utah weighing in on Chase. Young, as he enters year three, a very pivotal year three. We'll get to some Super Bowl exact matchup odds in a sec, so stay tuned for that. But Chase Young, through the eyes of Todd in Utah. Todd from Utah again. I uh, just wanted to weigh in on this uh, you know, top 25, under 25 list. I think that we are all a little guilty of giving Chase Young more credit based on where he was drafted than he's necessarily shown on the field. Second half of his rookie season, he had a stretch of games where he was, he looked fantastic. Granted, some of those, those, uh, people that you were playing against weren't the best in the league. And so that might have helped him a little bit in making him look good. But overall, that's it. And so I think what we do oftentimes is based on the fact that he was drafted high and that he's got phenomenal talent. I don't think any of us are going to, doubt that he's got phenomenal talent and he's an exceptional athlete. And I think we we sprinkle a little, little more great on him based on the fact that he was drafted so high and he was supposed to be so amazing, including the national media, because he's landed on a lot of lists that I'm not 100% sure he should be on. Todd, he's off. Thanks. All right, David, I don't know how you're going to respond to that voicemail, but I think Todd hit one out of the park. I, I think I think Chase Young is rated higher outside of the walls, if you will, of Ashburn, Northern Virginia, the DMV. I think he's appropriately viewed by most Commanders fans, media, analysts, that type of thing that are inside the Beltway, for lack of a better term. And here's what I mean by that. 
Chase Young didn't dominate any great tackles outside of having some, some success against Trent Williams late in his rookie year uh, against San Francisco in a game in Glendale, Arizona. When he went up against a good left tackle in the guy with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Donovan Smith, he was completely shut down in the playoffs, completely shut down, and the Washington defense was lit up. In the first half of last year, before he was hurt, he was undisciplined. He was not as productive. He was kind of doing his own thing. He had to be called out many, many, many times, first not by name, but then finally by name at the bye week break by his head coach, Ron Rivera. I think Chase Young's perception outside, again, is much greater than it is inside. But I think inside is the reality. And Todd Utah, I believe, hit one on the head. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, uh, I, I almost took a little bit of offense to to Todd saying that everybody's giving him a little bit of, of too much credit based off of where he was drafted. Um, but at the same time, I'm kind of happy because... Chris, I mean, you and I have been accused of our fair share of just being negative for the sake of being negative. So the fact that we're not lumped in uh, with that that category, I guess, is, is, a, is a positive. But, yeah, I mean, we're not happy with what Chase Young has done. And I don't know right. anybody, like you said, that, that closely associated with the commanders is happy with what Chase Young has done, including Chase Young himself. I think like Chase knows uh, that he's got to do better, that he's got to step it up. He's got to pr- produce better. Uh, and, and as as almost counterproductive as it seems part of him stepping it up and doing better is backing up and playing within your role in the defense instead of trying to save the day on every single snap. So the words are there, right? Chase has kind of acknowledged everything that we're talking about and, and said that he's, you know, made some mental improvements and all these other things. But once he gets back on the field, we got to see if it translates uh, to the play because, you know, it's one thing to learn something, understand something mentally and psychologically. And then once you're in the heat of battle, Uh, You see if those old habits kind of kick in. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, moving on from Chase Young, we'll have obviously plenty of time to talk about him as we draw even closer. David, I wanted to jump, uh, if you uh, are okay with this, to our friends at Bet Online put out uh, something earlier this week that I wanted to take a a couple of minutes to kind of have some fun with, discuss, maybe dream a little bit. Who knows? Maybe, maybe we can go to the Super Bowl. They put out the Super Bowl exact matchup odds for the Commanders, again, this is all available uh, at Bet Online, uh, and you know they're great partners of the Locked On Commanders podcast and the Locked On Podcast Network uh, as a whole. So the top odds that they had for a matchup would be the Washington Commanders versus the Buffalo Bills at plus 170, 170, uh, you know, to one, you know, depending on how you kind of, you know, uh, chop up the odds and what have you. Those were the top matchup odds. If I asked you. A, could you see that? And B, would you give the Commanders any chance to win a Super Bowl matchup in Glendale, Arizona against Josh Allen and the powerful Bills? You would say? Probably not. Yeah. But you know what? Listen, uh, but and I and I say that based off of uh, no solidified analysis, right? Because what have we seen? We've seen early offseason practices, no pads, no contact, things like that. Now, in that environment, this team actually, you know, they look they look all right. I think they look better than they looked last year from from the product. But again, you have to see them in pads. There are some guys who have impressed early. Like you, you know, you look at Jahan Dotson. He looks fluid in his routes. He's catching everything thrown his way. Him and Carson, they look like they're on the same page. They're in California working out together. And that's all great. The concern about Jahan Dotson, though, and I actually just wrote about this in my three receivers to watch in training camp. The concern about Jahan Dotson isn't his ability to catch run routes or, you know, chemistry possibly like his personality mm-hmm. is fine. The concern about him is how is he going to stand up to the physicality of the NFL game? We 
We haven't seen that yet. We're only going to start to see it in training camp when the pads come on. And even then, you're still, you know, it, it's still buddy on buddy. Like, you know, William Jackson might be lined up against Jahan Dodson, but that's still his guy. He's not going to go 100% against Jahan Dodson the way he is, you know, another opposing receiver. And A.J. Brown, for, for example, with the Philadelphia Eagles. And then the preseason games, maybe you'll see a little bit more. So that's going to be huge. Like if Jahan Dotson can't get off press in the National Football League because of the physicality level, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what his hands are like. It doesn't matter if his if his routes are smooth. It doesn't matter if Carson Wentz and him are best friends. If he can't get off the line of scrimmage, he's never going to get the ball. So, you know, it's it's all based off of assumptions right now. And, and you know, unfortunately, again, the overall image of the team as it speaks is not very high. It's about middle of the road. Um, but you know, the, the weapons on the team and especially if everybody gets healthy and stays healthy, this team could certainly do some damage if everything comes together, but there's kind of a a natural pessimism, I think with assuming that everything is actually going to come together for this franchise right now. Absolutely. I, if I asked you, uh, of these matchups, um, you know, and I'm just going to run and group a couple of them, uh, together here, if you don't mind, if Mm -hmm. I asked you commanders, chiefs. 235 to 1, Commanders Chargers, same, 235 to 1, Commanders Denver, 325 to 1, Commanders Bengals, 400 to 1. Just take those four, okay? Which one of those do you think represents the best value? Meaning, hey, you know what? If if I was going to put some money down at Bet Online, I would take a flyer on this. Which matchup do you think is most likely if we're dreaming? I would go with. The Denver Broncos against the Denver Broncos. I like Russell Wilson. Don't get me wrong, but and Javante Williams looks really good. I mean, they're all good. There's a reason they're all up there in the AFC expectations, right? But I feel like they have of of all those teams, almost the Kansas City Chiefs are, are kind of with them. I go off of defenses. the The Chiefs and the Broncos are the bottom two defenses in that group if all are healthy. Uh, so those are the two matchups I want to see because I think this team has enough weapons. If you're playing in the Super Bowl, things have come together. So I want to see that shootout. Um, honestly, though, Chris, I mean, if you've got 32 bucks laying around, put a dollar on every single one of these matchups. If Washington goes to the Super Bowl, at a minimum, you're winning 170 bucks. So that's $140 yeah. profit for $32 in July that you're not going to miss in February. So I, I have $32 laying so around. You, you fact, put I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to do that very thing. We should we should do like a show long shot bets or something like that. I want to bet the Houston Texans versus the Commanders. It's like five thousand to one. That's yeah. what I want. To you bet a dollar, you have five grand if Davis exactly. Mills and Carson Wentz face off in the Super Bowl. Exactly. Uh, all right. So some good stuff there. We'll try and uh, maybe revisit some of that. But coming up next, as we wrap up the show, yes, you know what to uh, what we have to do. We have to give you the latest on Dan Snyder playing dodgeball with Congress. That's next on the Locked On Commanders podcast. But first, guys, we tell you again about our friends at Bet Online, who just brought those wonderful Super Bowl matchup odds. BetOnline.net is also your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find out all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including the Major League Baseball and this weekend's Open Championship, right, at St. Andrews, the 150th edition. They got it covered for you all. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, as we just gave you some, including live betting, esports, and scores. And Bet Online remains your best spot for all your sports scores podcast this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check all of your favorite sports uh, news and events. 
including MMA, boxing, and as we mentioned, the 150th Open this weekend. Still can get in on some of the action there. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at Bet Online, where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, final segment here in the Locked On Commanders podcast. And fortunately or unfortunately, it is that portion of our program today where we talk about Dan Snyder. Chris, what is the latest coming from the Washington Commanders co-owner, co-CEO, and his upcoming appearance in front of Congress via Oh, sure. Leave, leave me to take out the dirty laundry, huh? <laughs> leave me. Um, listen, I know nobody wants this. Dan Snyder continues to play dodgeball. That's the truth. Uh, legally, a legal game of political football. He seems to be much better so far at political football than real football. Uh, I think 23 plus years of uh, wretched ownership would prove that. Uh, that being so said- So you're saying he can pick lawyers better than he can pick quarterbacks? Perhaps, perhaps. Or he could run a legal team or a legal defense or a legal evasion more than he can a football team, that's for darn sure, or an organization. Anyway, uh, so I got one more. I got yeah. one more. I wonder I if his know. legal strategy is vanilla. Kind of like that melting vanilla ice cream on Mike <laughs> Nolan's desk, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yuck, 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 yuck. Uh, but um, boom. Uh, but anyway, um, so 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 where we're at is Congress has basically accepted his availability to testify on July 28th. However, Dan, of course, insists through his lawyers that it not be under subpoena. Congress right now is insisting that it is under subpoena. There's a lot of legal reasons on both sides why that is the case. One thing that I find really interesting is right now, Dan, by staying over overseas, and suppose, according to his lawyer last week, David, he was supposed to be in Israel for the month of July and into August. A, a Twitter feed called Dan Snyder's Yacht Tracker or D at Dan Snyder's Yacht, he's still in Italy. He's nowhere near Israel, okay? And it's mid-July, just saying, just pointing it out, just pointing it out. But supposedly, by staying over there, first of all, they can't serve him personally the subpoena, and he hasn't authorized his lawyer to accept the subpoena. So whether you think he's playing dodgeball or not, just by that notion alone, Congress wants to subpoena him. They can only serve his lawyer with Dan's permission or Dan on U.S. soil, and neither is happening right now. So that's the big ticket or the big picture takeaway as we uh, sort of end up another wacky week on the commander's beat. Yeah, I mean, part of the subpoena process, like there, there's, there's, the, you know, I'm not a lawyer, but I've, I'm, I'm, I've slept at a Holiday Inn Express once. There, I'm, I'm familiar with some of these things, right? Like part of the whole subpoena process, they could potentially, and again, I don't know the left and right limit on what they can do, but they could potentially 
you know, they kind of dupe them like, hey, yeah, just accept the subpoena. You're going to testify anyway. This is just a formality. They accept it and boom, they open it. And all of a sudden you will be in the country no later than this day to appear in front of us in person. And all of a sudden now you're roped in. I mean, I just look, th- this is the ridiculousness of, of this. We've got an NFL owner who is now, I mean, as literal as we can put it, hiding out of the country to keep himself from having to appear in front of Congress. I mean, it's, you know, when people want to know why did Congress have to get involved? I mean, this, this, this is why Congress had to get involved. These are the taxes he's taking with with the United States government. Imagine what he was doing against the NFL or to prevent the NFL from doing their job. The NFL doesn't have near the reach that the, the that the government does. So again, you know, it, it's just, it's just a little bit insane, but um, you know, hopefully we're actually going to hear something from him. Hopefully we're actually, we're going to hear more than I plead the fifth or, or what have you. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, uh, there was a commenter on YouTube who kind of said, like, what do we really expect to hear from Dan talking to Congress? Not a whole lot. You're right. Like, we're, I, I'm not expecting a whole lot because one slip of the tongue and all of a sudden he's got himself opened up to a whole other door of problems. So I'm sure that he's being briefed via telecommunications to his yachts in Italy uh, on what not to say and what to say. Absolutely. Uh, Well said. All right. That's going to do it for us today, Commanders fans. And for the week next week, we're back on our normal schedule. That means more Locked On Commanders content and hopefully, quite honestly, less Dan Snyder. But we've got a lot of things planned for you, uh, David and I. So stay with us as we get back on the norm. Thanks again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and view of the day. Now make your second listen and view the Locked On NFL podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders, of course, keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal action. And trust me, there is no greater example of that than when you deal with the Washington Commanders. Again, we'll be back to our normal schedule next week. If you want to hop in, 301-615-3577 on the voicemail like Todd and Utah did. Thank you, Todd. Locked on Washington Commanders at gmail.com. For my partner, David Harrison, is covering the Washington Commanders for SI.com's Fan Nation. Chris Russell, man, for the Russell and Medhurst Show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. If you're out and about, please be safe. Be kind to one another. Don't you dare drive like a maniac. Thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.